Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, what is going on? This is Daniel Garcia from Halo Haven. It's just me today. Uh, John and Chris couldn't make it. I had obligations later on in the day, so right now it is just me. You're, uh, you know, John did it last week, and he did a great job by himself. So I guess now it's my turn to uh, step in there and do it on my own, which no big deal. Uh, you know, so you know, let's get to it. Um, this is kind of be a a two two themed kind of podcast. Usually, we just kind of review the week and how it went. Kind of review what's going to happen next, uh, emails and all that stuff, which we're still going to do, or I'm going to do, I should say. Also, still read your emails. I'll still go over the week that was. I'll still preview what's coming up in the next uh, handful of days. But also, we're going to start talking about the month that was, the month of April. A little bit of March at the end, so. When I talk about the month of April, I'm also incorporating the, you know, the three or four games that were at the end of March. So um, it's a weekly review. It's going to be a monthly review. But uh, so first off, we're going to go with the weekly review and then we'll get to the monthly review in a little bit. So anyways, last time you heard Johnny Maggs going, he was uh, talking about uh, the Angels and them leading up to the Yankee series. Again, another really big test for the Yankees, uh, for the Angels, was the Yankees coming in and, uh, you know, them being hot, being one of the top teams coming into the season. So uh, it was interesting to see how they would do. Okay, so the first game, uh, April 27th versus the Yankees. Angels lost 3-4 to four in a close game. It was a close game. It was a good game. Um, you know, it started out with Haney getting five pitches, uh, five innings, 95 pitches, you know, or 94 pitches. So, you know, it's the, kind of the same issue we've been talking about for a while now. Um, pitchers not being able to go deep in games, going only five innings, having that pitch count up, you know, around the mid, mid-90s, mid to high 90s. Um, but now it was okay, you know. Um, they had the lead late, which is what you want. And then... Uh, Keegan Milton comes in, the now new saver, new closer for the Angels to get a save, and he blows a save. All right? It happens. No big deal. They actually end up going into extras in 10 innings. Um, and then D.D. Gregorius hits a home run over Blake Parker in the 10th. D.D. has been super, super hot of lately. Um, of late, you know, he left something over the middle. He punished it. He took advantage of it, hit it over the right field wall, if I remember correctly. So the Angels lost that one, 3-4 to four and 10. All right, so now jump into the Saturday game. 
that April 28th again, again, the Yankees, you had uh, Garrett Richards on the mound. This one got ugly fast. It got ugly really fast for Garrett and for the Angels. Um, Garrett gave up nine runs, and I think only five of them were earned, but nine runs in one and two-third innings. Um, you know, at the end of the second inning, it was 10-0 already for the Yankees. So that was a super hard mound to climb for, for the Angels. So they end up losing that game 11-1. to um, Richardson just seems to be having trouble with command. Uh, you know, he seems to be getting up on guys. Not so much in this game because he didn't last that long. But in future or in past games, he seems like he gets up early on guys in the count, whether it be, uh, you know, 1-2, 0-2 count. And then you turn around, and next thing you know, they've walked. They worked at full count. Gets pitch count up. He's only able to go five innings or four and third or, or anything around there. So he has really struggled this year as far as um, being a consistent arm out of the out of the uh, rotation, being that quote unquote ace, if you want to say it. But you know, um, I'm not really the type of person to call him an ace. I, I've posted stuff on our Halo Haven fan page on, on uh, Facebook. So if you're, if you're not sure about that or haven't heard about that, go to Facebook and um, there's a fan group page. There's posts. There's a bunch, you know, people talk about whatever is uh, going on in, in, in Angel Land, but topics about players um, and all that stuff. So I'll be on there from time to time. I'll probably out of the three, uh, I'm probably on there the most. Uh, but I, you know, I had a, I had a question up there. I just, I, I didn't think, you know, I don't think he is a, a quote unquote ace. I don't think you get the, the ace label, um, just because you're this game one starter, you know, like I think an ace title should be earned, not necessarily just given out because you're a, the best team on a bunch of, or best pitcher on a team that, you know, not sure what their pitching staff is. So, you know, he's had a rough beginning of the season, Richards has. I mean, he's only pitched, you know, out of the fifth inning. Uh, he only, you know, pitched six innings once. Um, he's gotten rocked around a number of times. I mean, his his ERA isn't terrible. It's at 6 or 488. But, again, for that quote-unquote guy you want to be the ace, you, you expect a lot more. You expect him to get, you know, six innings, seven innings, you know, maybe a – Eight or nine inning game, you know, you don't want too many of those because you don't want an overworked arm, obviously. But, you know, you do want some of those games where he works into the seventh. You know, you have two guys come out, one guy for the eighth, one guy for the ninth, boom, easy. But there's a lot of games where he's worked, you know, five innings, five and two-thirds, four and a third, five innings, six innings, and then one and two-thirds. So there's a lot of bullpen games when he comes to the pitch. And as an ace or as someone that says he's an ace, he – he should be the guy that he comes up, he pitches, you know you're going to be getting a good quality start out of him to where you're not stressed out about the bullpen and it being overworked. Um, you know, if they had a tough game the day before, he should be able to come up and say, you know what, guys, I got this. Uh, you know, I'll give you six innings. I'll give you seven innings. But a lot of times he's coming in and he's only giving five or four and a third. So, that is something personally that I, I have my eye on for the rest of the year because I am not sure how it's going to go. Um, he is not yet a free agent after this year. I believe he has this year and then one more year um, of free and then he'll hit free agency. 
Um, oh, no, I'm looking up here. Free, free, yeah, free agency after 2019. So, again, we have him for this year and then the year after. So, um, and he hasn't been super consistent. Ever since that, that injury he had, that really bad injury he had in Boston, he just really has not, you know, been the same. He hasn't been the same guy. His stuff has always been there. Like, I am not going to say that he's a horrible pitcher and I don't understand why he's in the major leagues. That's not the case at all. He's ha- he's has great stuff. He has the ability to strike anyone out, you know, at any point, at any time. It's just the consistency factor with him that is, as a fan, it kind of want to kind of makes you want to pull your hair out. Just you see him one day and he's just killing it and he's doing great, and and the next thing you know, you know, the next time out you're expecting the same thing and he lays a stinker. You know, so um, you hope for more out of Richards. You hope something, he works something out. He said to reporters the last couple, or I think earlier today, again, I'm recording this on uh, May 4th, on Friday, a a day after uh, we normally do because John and I went to the actual game last night, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But I think earlier today he talked to reporters and said he thinks he figured something out in his mechanics. He thinks he figured out... um, what was giving him trouble in his delivery. So uh, I believe he's pitching tonight or tomorrow in Seattle. So we will be able to tell right away if that's the case. Hopefully it is. For Angel fans, uh, we hope that's the case. So moving on from there, uh, Sunday, the 29th against the Yankees, um, Angels lost again. Again, got swept. Um, You know, it's never good. To, to get swept by teams, especially teams that are really good. You kind of want to make an impression on them. Uh, you know, you're not looking to, to, you don't necessarily have to win the series, you know, but if you would one game out of it, and maybe if all three of them are close, because, you know, that 11 to 1 game is, it stands out like a sore thumb. It, you know, all your other games, like on the Sunday game, um, yeah, they lost to the Yankees, but it was a 2 to 1 game. Uh, Skaggs did really well. Again, he only went 5 and 1 third. Gave up only two runs on a, on a Sanchez home run. And, again, it was one mistake. I think he walked the guy in front of him and then, boom, gave up the home run. He settled down, and that was it. Um, but, again, he was doing so good, you would like to see him pitch more. But when his pitch count is at 99, it's hard for any coach to keep him out there for that long and and be okay with it. You know, at 99 pitches, you would like to think he would get, you know, into the seventh. Maybe not finish the seventh, but at least get into the seventh. Um, but again, he only went. He went into the sixth, got five and one third. Um, that one mistake, like we said, the Gary Sanchez home run. You know, so it was a close game. It was a close game. Angels' offense were kind of was was sputtering a little bit. wasn't necessarily, um, you know, wasn't necessarily um, shooting on all cylinders. But again, CC Sabathia was pitching that game. Uh, he's been really good. Like he was a free agent at the end of last year. A lot of people weren't sure what they were going to get out of him just because he is older. Um, you know, he is on the plus side. Um, I almost made the poll question this week, who is a better big-sized pitcher, Bartolo Colon or ZZ Zabathia? But, you know, I did it. Um, but, yeah, so it was a good game by the Angels. It was close. You like these close games against good teams. Uh, you don't necessarily have to win all of them. You don't necessarily have to um, kill these teams that are on top of their division, 
but at the same time, you would like for him to be close. And, and two of the three games against the Yankees were close, and one of them was an extra. So you would like to keep it there. If you're going to lose, lose in a close game, don't get blown out 11-1. to 1. So then Monday, off day, um, you know, there's been a lot of off days in the in the preseason, or in the, not preseason, the early season. Um, so Monday was an off day, and then you had the Orioles coming to town uh, this last Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, Orioles have been struggling. Like, and I don't know how many people out there have been paying attention to the standings at all, but the, uh, the O's are on the bottom. I don't know if they're in the bottom of the Major League Baseball, but I, I'm pretty sure they're in the bottom of the uh, AL East. So they come in, you know, and, and me and John were talking. Um, we hung out on Monday night. Um, at the 66er game, and we were just kind of talking before the game started, you know, um, with the Orioles coming to town, with with the Angels having a hard series, you know, the weekend, they need to come out and they need to show something. They need to show, you know, not necessarily a sweep, but they need to show some kind of dominance to where people don't start thinking that first part of April was a mirage, was just, you know, for them getting hot and that's it. Um, and for the most part, like on Tuesday, it got a little close. Um, it was a weird to me. I watched that game on May first. Um, it was a three to two win for the Angels. Um, you know, uh, after the Yankee game, uh, Keegan Milton he pitched on the Friday Yankee game, and then during the weekend he got put on the DL with a I believe it was an elbow injury. Um, unsure when he'll be activated. Um, he, he will have like a bullpen session, I believe, either this weekend or early next week. And then they'll be able to tell more from that. Uh, but anyway, so with that situation, you bring in Cam to close games. He's done it before. He struggled a ton this year. Um, so I wasn't sure, you know, how it was going to fare. And he ended up getting giving up the, the lead. Um, they came back and tied it 2-2. Um, you know, but they walked off. The Angels walked off in the bottom of the ninth off a single from uh, Upton, so that propelled him to a three to two win. Tropiano pitched that game. Um, he went six and a third, eighty-eight pitches. Now, when he was six and a third, every, and he was rolling. He was having a really good game. The big question on everyone's mind was at eighty-eight pitches, why take him out? He's rolling. It's not necessarily a blowout game, um, you know, but. What happened? Did something happen? Come to find out, um, the next day, they come out and say that uh, he has shoulder um, inflammation. Um, they didn't, I think Socia said, or the trainer said it was a cranky shoulder, so whatever that means. But uh, the bright side of it, though, he did come out the next day uh, on Wednesday and play a really light catch. Uh, for warm-up, so the fact that he was even throwing the ball at all, you know, however light it was, is a good sign, so that's another thing to watch with injuries, and again, injuries are going to happen, I mean, um, you look at any team, uh, at any position, and the majority of them are probably going to have some kind of injury at this point, uh, pitching, fielding, you know, it, it, it's something that happens, it, it's all over baseball, so for people to freak out, I think it's a little premature, um, as of yet, as of yet, nothing is season ending. Um, so, you know, knock on wood that it 
doesn't become something that's season ending. I don't think it is, but we'll find out. Um, but again, uh, something else that stood out to me from this game, watching this game, Trout has been on a tear. And I don't have to tell anyone listening about this. He's been on an absolute tear um, of late. Uh, and the, the Orioles walked him four times, and I believe three times of those were intentional. He only had one official at bat the whole game, which to me was, was funny because it seemed like every time he's coming up, um, someone in front of him, whether it be uh, the nine the nine hole hitter or, or the leadoff hitter, if they get on second or a double or something happens and first base was open, it almost seemed like it was an automatic four. They walked him. They even tried to throw to him. So uh, Trout's definitely, definitely uh, on a roll this month. Um, Okay, going up to Wednesday game, May 2nd. Um, again, another win against the, uh, against the Orioles. 7-10 win. You know, coming in, this game was kind of weird also. And there was a lot of discussion on the Halo Haven um, fan page on Facebook about it. Um, going into the ninth, um, it was 10-1 Angels. You know, so... You won't necessarily want to bring in, you know, one of your main guys. You don't. You don't want to bring in an Alvarez. You don't want to um, bring in a Justin Anderson, even though he's young, but he's been really well. So you don't. You don't want to burn those kind of guys um, on a game that's ten to two. You know, like I said on there, I don't think it mattered if you had the best closer in in the world you're not going to bring him in in the ninth inning out of 10 to 2 game you're just not you're not going to waste the inning on that so you know you put some minor league guys in there who probably should be in triple a right now but you know you need bullpen guys you need some of those people on the back end so they're they're up um you know and then it gets to kind of close and it goes 10 7 as the final score because they gave up five in that ninth um i wasn't necessarily worried because it didn't seem like they were panicking the Angels. You know, they got to five. They bring um, Jim Johnson in, and he closes it out. So it was like, okay, well, here you had your fun with your with the with the little with the little brother, and now here comes Big Brother in to close it down, and that's exactly what happened. So some people were freaking out. Some people were thinking the worst was going to happen. I had never felt it was going to happen just because it, it, it felt different. It didn't feel like, oh my God, we're losing control. We're losing control. It, it just felt like, okay, they're kind of messing around with you know these minor league players the minor league pitchers and once a major league pitcher came in it wasn't even close um andrew haney again uh, started that game he went six innings and 86 pitches not sure why he didn't go a little deeper being only 86 pitches um you would like to see him go deeper but the fact that he went through six um i'm guessing the score was probably part of it why he didn't go even deeper because again at the beginning of the ninth inning it was 10 to 2 so it wasn't anything close if it was probably closer there's a good chance um he would have stayed in longer uh, but a highlight from that game that stood out to me and if you watched it i'm sure maybe even if you didn't watch it but if you saw the highlights if you follow the angels on instagram or fox sports west on instagram or anything like that because it was all over the place um mike trout's home run and i mean it was drilled as soon as he hit it it was gone i i've been to you know probably the last I've been lucky enough to last probably four or five years um, to go to about 20 to 25 games each year. Um, you know, and I've never seen a home run hit like that. I mean, if, if you're familiar with 
the layout of Angel Stadium. You have the bullpens in left field, and then there's a, a, a tunnel, a service tunnel that leads into um, onto the field and also into the kind of underneath the stadium and stuff like that. Well, anyways, Trout drilled it. It cleared that tunnel and reached the seats right above it. And there's been plenty of times where I've seen people hit home runs and it bounces in that tunnel area off the cement and bounces up into that area. But the fact that he was able to hit it on the fly and, and, and I mean, it wasn't even a doubter. It was, it was hit hard. Um, they had it measured at 224 feet. Again, that's one of the hardest ones I've seen hit there. I mean, you have the Barry Bonds one from the World Series to right field, which was drilled. Um, and then you also have, I believe it was last year, uh, what's his name, uh, Gallo from Texas. And he hit one that almost cleared the batter's eye in uh, right center field, I believe. It was probably 80% up there, and that was drilled. But, I mean, those two were unbelievable. And, and the one that Trout hit was probably just as impressive. It's just, you once you heard it and you saw it come off the bat, you knew it was going to go a real long way. So, again... Uh, Angels won that one, uh, ten to seven. Um, and then last night, it was Poncho night uh, at Angel Stadium. Uh, you know, the first two games of the series, Tuesday and Wednesday, if you watched it on the TV, it didn't seem like crowds were great there. Um, very sparse, very um, spread out. Um, but like I said, um, I went with my fiance. John went with his uh, significant other and and his family. So we met up, we ended up hanging out the whole game, and it actually was a really good turnout. It was a, it was a lot more people than I expected was going to be there. It was more people than definitely was been there the last two games. So again, it was poncho night, so I'm sure that had hard to do with it. And also, coming into that night, last night, Albert Pujols was on uh, 2,998 hits. So hopefully we were expecting to see history made that night. Um, you know, unfortunately he was only up or he only got one hit. So now going into a road trip, um, he's stuck at 2,999 hits. It would have been really nice to see him do that in the home crowd. Um, John and I were just talking and just kind of messing around and, and later on the game when it kind of felt like we weren't sure if he was going to get it at home, we started talking like, all right, that's it. You got to bench him for the next uh, five games and have him do it at home but that's highly unlikely and i think even as i speak the lineups will come out and i'm pretty sure he's playing tonight in seattle um but yeah so um the game last night it was a 12 to 3 win for the angels 12 all 12 runs were scored in the first four innings so if you got there any kind of late um a you didn't get your poncho because i saw some posts on uh, instagram and facebook that people got there late and they're all out and b um, you missed the majority of the runs. I think in the first inning, they batted around. They sent nine guys to the plate. Um, Jaime Berea was the pitcher. He got brought up. Um, he pitched six solid innings. Again, the score was what it was. There was really no reason to, to, to stretch out a young arm like that. Um, giving up two runs only and giving up two. See, and that's the thing a lot of people, um, I, I don't, I mean, I understand the people like strikeouts strikeouts look cool oh he swung and missed oh you know he looked foolish on that or oh he painted the corner like i understand that that's cool but i felt last night watching jaime pitch he was very very efficient 
you know, he's pitched a contact. He, um, he, he only, like I say, struck out two, but it seemed like he was putting a lot of, a lot of balls in play. He, people weren't going very deep in the count. And again, this is a guy coming off. Last time you saw him on the mound, it was against the Giants, and he had a dude foul off like 21 pitches, I believe, in a row. Or not, not 21, fouled off 21 pitches, but he had 21 pitches, and I think 18, 17 or 18 of those were fouled. So he had a really long at-bat. Now he come in, still pitching the contact, which you like to see. I personally rather see a guy give you six or seven strong innings and maybe three strikeouts, four strikeouts, than a dude that goes five innings with 12 strikeouts. I mean, yeah, the 12 strikeouts, it's what's going to pop, and 12 strikeouts, it's what's going to um, be on the newspaper or, or be on Twitter that night. But he went five innings. Like, I, give me the guy that goes three innings or uh, gives three strikeouts and goes seven innings. I, I, I like to see the efficiency part of it. Like, don't go, let the guy get deep into counts. Put the ball in play. The Angels have a really good defense this year with the additions of Kinsler. And, and Kozart didn't play last night, but when he's out there, um, Kozart is a is really good third baseman. Um, you know, put the ball in play. Simmons is there. I mean, he gets everything. Um, even Albert, this last um, this last uh, couple of games, Albert was really good. At, there was a handful of uh, picks at first base that kind of remind you of old Albert, remind you of the gold glove Albert, the younger Albert. Um, so, again, the defense is really, really good. I, you know, I hope the Angels pitchers start putting the ball in play just a little bit more just so they can um, – have their defense play behind them. Make it easy on them. Don't, don't put yourself in a situation where you're at 80 pitches in the fourth inning, which we've seen a handful of times from a number of different pitchers. Um, but, yeah, so Jaime Brea did really well. Two runs, two Ks, six innings. Albert is still stuck on uh, 2,999 hits. So hopefully this weekend um, he'll be able to get it and he'll be able to um, – you know, get that milestone off his back, and then I think the next big one is his RBI total. I think that's what I saw. But anyways, all in all, average week for the Angels. They went three and three. Um, you know, you beat the teams you're supposed to beat with the Orioles. You, you swept them, which you should have done. You know, if you're going to be a good team, you got to beat the teams that you should beat. You would like to see at least one win against the Yankees, and it could have very easily been one. I mean, you look at the Friday game, um, you know, D.D. hits a home run in the 10th. You know, it could have went either way. Um, one mistake by Skaggs to Sanchez, again, could have went either way. But you would like to see them pick up one game. But, you know, 3-3, three and three, 500 week, not, not terrible. Um, so that's the week that was, the week that just passed. Um, so what we're going to do now is that we're going to go to, we're going to run our commercials real quick. I know commercials but hey these people help us do what we do these these companies let us you know come out here every week talk about the angels hopefully give you something guys entertaining this to listen to so help the ones that help us do this that's 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 what we ask just help the guys that the companies that help us bring this to you whether it's following them on instagram facebook or you know if it's products you're interested in you know buy from them um you know, help the help the people that help us. But we're gonna take a break real quick, and then we are going to talk about the month that was, um, 
some players that are hot, some players that were cold, and then uh, e uh, email questions, and then we'll probably um, talk about the coming up uh, next uh, this coming week. So we'll be right back. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well because your beard deserves it. All right, those were our commercials, but now we are back. And I would like, um, I guess, to introduce a new sponsor for us. Again, these people help us, these companies help us go on the air and do what we do. John and I, Chris and all of us have... A lot of fun to sit around BS and talking about Angels baseball and kind of um, giving you guys a glimpse into what we talk about, into what we do, um, you know, when we're not on a podcast, but just kind of hanging out. So a new sponsor, Alley Cat Apparel, um, it's a new sponsor we're going to have on. Um, again, check them out on, on Instagram. Um, the Alley Cat SoCal is their handle on Instagram. Um, all one word. Give them a follow. Um, you'll see uh, myself, Halo Haven, uh, Johnny Mags. We already follow them. Um, clothing brand, great stuff. Based out of Riverside, for us, that's very important because, you know, um, Chris and John, born and raised in Riverside. I live in Riverside now, so another Riverside company that we're glad to have on and glad to be part of, you know, the All Angels podcast family. But, again, um, that Alley Cat, SoCal, um, at Instagram, give them a follow, um, tell them Halo Haven sent you, and, uh, you know, check out their pictures, check out their gear, a lot of cool stuff, check it out, there's a link onto the website, so if anything you want to see, you like, you want to buy, click on the link, boom, it'll take you right there, um, do some little shopping, maybe for a friend, or for, you know, a loved one, or whatever, um, but yeah, check them out, um, but these guys, again, are helping us be, uh, or helping us do what we love to do, and that's talk to you guys um, about Angels baseball and everything like that. So, moving on now. Um, the month that was, again, I'm kind of counting um, April as both the April and um, March together, because um, I think there was only like three, four games in March, so I might as well squeeze them all together. Um, the Angels finished the month of April with a 16-12 and 12 record, which... Is good. Like, don't get me wrong. Four games above 500 um, is definitely a step in the right place. They have um, improved the last two years in the opening month. Angels 
have notoriously been slow starters um, in the season. You know, um, last year they kind of turned that around by going 14 and 13 in April, but the year before that in 2016 they were 11 and 13. So again, it, it's going the right right direction. You're definitely you definitely like the way you go. Um, a couple tough sweeps in there with, from Boston and from the Yankees, um, but you know, uh, baseball is it's a sport about failure. That's people will say people say all, all the time. So. Um, you know, 16 and 12, you know, Angel fans will take it, I'm pretty sure, especially going over what they've done the last few times. Um, so again, uh, if you haven't heard, Otani uh, won AL Rookie of the Year um, for everything. He, I mean, I don't know how else he is going. I don't know who else would beat him because, I mean, you can. he does both. He pitches and he hits. So uh, the month of April, he had a 341 average with four home runs and 12 RBIs. I mean, this is a part-time hitter, people. Like, that, to me, that's insane. And then on the pitching side, you know, he went 2-1 with a 4.43 ERA, but that ERA is kind of inflated by the Boston game where he had the blister issue and he got pulled out early. Um, if you take that game out of it, his ERA is just as good as anyone out there. Um you know, hopefully, you know, he rolled an ankle on Friday's game against the Yankees. They took him out. Um, so it kind of pushed his start back. Hopefully he's supposed to start Sunday. But um, I think he just missed a couple games. He missed the rest of the Yankee series. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, he was back DHing. Um, he's DHing tonight. So that's a good sign that they, 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 he's still moving around. He's still playing. So um, the ankle should be good. Hopefully he should pitch on Sunday. Um, which is good for me and good for Angel fans because next Sunday is Mother's Day, um, you know, and our family has a little tradition where we go, uh, my brother and I, my girlfriend, uh, my brother's girlfriend will go and take my mom to an Angel game. It's for home. And so hopefully if he pitches Sunday, he has a, ha a routine of pitching, you know, six days rest. So that means Mother's Day, hopefully he'll be pitching and that would be an awesome um, – Way to spend Mother's Day. It was with Latani on the mound at a home game um, against the Minnesota Twins. But anyway, so again, he won AL Rookie of the Year. Good for him. Um, not Rookie of the Year, sorry, my bad. Rookie of the Month um, for the month of April slash March. Um, but again, uh, I think he's hands down the favorite right now to be Rookie of the Year. Um, I mean, because I don't know anyone else that's going to be doing it the way he does it as far as... Um, pitching and hitting it i don't see how anyone can compete especially if his numbers are average to above average in both categories i, I just don't see how that's gonna that will work but anyways um some other people some other players that were hot this uh month um just looking at it and we i kind of touched on it before trout like i don't know i don't know what it is with him but he just seems to keep on getting better and better um Again, for the month of April, he had a 291 average, which is a little low for him. But if you if you started watching the games towards the end of the month, he started getting on fire. He started bringing that average back up. Um, had another great game last night. Again, it's for the month of the month of April. So again, if people start, you know, hey, what about this? What about that? I I, I didn't count this last series against the O's because technically it's in May. So you know, his home run, his home run total, his. Um, RBI total is going to be different than what it is now, but again, 291 average, 10 home runs, 18 RBIs. Um, he was leading the AL, and I think the whole major league at least tied in home runs for that month. 
another great, great um, month for trout. Um, you know, and then another guy that I know gets a lot of credit for um, his his glove and and his both his bobblehead coming up, but Simmons, man, I I, I don't I don't his offensive numbers surprise me every single time I look him up and I see what he's doing. He for the month of April a three twelve batting average, three home runs, fifteen RBIs. So yeah, he's not hitting as many long balls as Trout, but it seems like he's knocking in just as many guys. And from you know the the sixth hole, seventh hole, depending on what the, what the lineup is, from doing this from down there, you know that just shows that Trout, Upton, Pools, when those guys get on, there's a good chance Simmons is going to knock them home. So Simmons stays hot, hopefully, and with his his defense always being there, never in question, um, he can have another really great year. Um, so those are the two kind of offensive players that stood out to me this uh, this month. Um, Pitching-wise, um, it's two guys from the bullpen. Um, one of them is because he's super young, and the other one is because no one wanted seemed to want him last year. Um, for me, the young one, uh, Justin Anderson. Again, Justin Anderson just got brought up this year. He, 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 he's a young kid. He brings, he brings the heat. He's a really hard thrower. Um, He's he went he's gone four and a third inning or yeah four and a third inning total this year, so far three hits. I mean he's only gotten given up three hits, no runs, and for a guy that seemed to get brought up just to kind of be that, oh we need to bring a guy up just in case we need to go to the bullpen kind of arm, and um, but to stay up here and um, and it was kind of funny. Um, his his first or was it first or second uh, appearance? It was uh, it was kind of like in a high pressure situation, and John texts me. He's like, "Why are they going to this guy right now? Why are they bringing in you know a rookie major league debut? Um, you know, oh, I think it was in the Houston series, but um, you know, he he made his pitches. He you know had a had a handful of fan a handful of family and friends being from that area um uh, the pressures just didn't seem too big for him but you know he's doing really well young kid big things hopefully that you know that keeps on he could be an arm out of the bullpen that they could really use the angels could really really use um and again the the other pitcher that really stood out another guy out of the bullpen jose alvarez um, the only lefty in the bullpen, the only lefty in the bullpen. So he has to be looked upon as far as getting key lefties out. And not only that, now he's in a situation to where he just seems to be pitching to everybody now. Lefties, righties, it doesn't matter. Inning, um, two-thirds of an inning, one-third of an inning. It, it, it just seems like he's the guy that you, you can put him out there and he'll be all right. Um, but again, it, from going from last year, it seemed like no one really wanted him. No one was like, oh, why do we still have him on the roster? Send him down or cut him or whatever. Because, you know, granted, he did have um, a pretty tough season last year. But this year, he's come out and, and really dominated. Um, 13, 13 innings pitched, only, only given up one run. Um, so I don't know. You can't. And that's off a, off a home run in Houston. Um so I don't think you can ask for any more than that. Um, he's pitched in games where the Angels are losing and he needed to eat up an inning plus. He's pitched in games where the Angels are winning and he needed to get a crucial out. Um, you know, he's pitched in all different type of games. He's definitely, definitely um, 
a guy that if he's on and he can be, again, that lefty specialist coming out, um, it would be, it'll be awesome. It, it'll, it'll give that extra dynamic, um, extra dimension to that bullpen um, the Angels need, you know, going into further in the season. So those to me were the guys that really stood out in the off or in the this last month offensively and pitching wise. Um, then again, if you go kind of to the other side of the of the map, the guys that seem to be struggling the most, um, you know, all the pitching has had their own struggles starting pitching wise, whether it's you know not being able to get out of a certain inning, pitch count super high, and not being effective. But you know, two guys that. I think fans kind of anticipated doing more, anticipated um, being more productive. Uh, you know, one of them was def- is definitely Cole Calhoun. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy coming into the season. He had that first game up in Oakland, and he got a triple and a home run. But it seems like since then he hasn't really done a whole lot. Um, you know, if if he's having struggles. Now he's not even an everyday kind of guy. Now if there's a certain matchup, um, Sosha doesn't like. Now you're starting to see uh, uh, Chris Young out there more. Um, so you never saw that before. You never saw um, lefty or righty. It didn't matter. You always saw um, Calhoun out there. Um, you know, but for Calhoun and kind of for the other guy, uh, again, this is just the month of April. I know... Um, Maldonado has hit a home run last night. I was there, or not last night, a couple nights ago. I saw it. I understand. He got a couple more hits last night. I don't know. But I'm talking about the month of April. Both Cole and Martin Maldonado have both struggled tremendously. Again, um, Cole and Martin Maldonado are great defensive players, and they've proven it. You know, Maldonado winning the gold glove last year. Cole winning um, the golden the gold glove uh, in 2015, and there's been a couple games where he's made tremendous plays diving, um, going up a wall, and that's why he's out there. Like, don't get me wrong, if 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 he didn't have that that defensive side to his game, I don't think he would be in you know as much as he is in now. He's great defensively. You hope his offensive. Uh, stats his offensive production picks up um again cole was a 172 hitter in the month of april with one home run that came on the very first game the very very first game and 10 rbis um and has since dropped from i think like the sixth spot um now was like eight you know dropped all the way down to the uh down the order um his war is ones against wins above replacement if you're at a, a if you're at a zero war you're kind of an average player you're like okay we can go and find a guy that does just as well as you you know you're nothing special uh, Cole right now for the season again it can change but his war as a it's at a negative um, 0.8 so again it's right there on the border but you'd like to see the especially like a secondary guy like Cole to be up around one two um, war you definitely don't want to see it being negative. Um, you know, and the same thing with Martin Maldonado. Um, he is, his batting average was 156, no home runs, six RBIs. Uh, he's in that nine, that nine spot in the, in the lineup. You'd like to see him get on base more to flip the lineup over um, and give people like Kinsler and Trout opportunity to hit him home if he gets on base. But it just seems like he hasn't, he's been struggling. 
Um, he's coming out of it now, it seems like. The last handful of games, he seems to um, find something in his swing, his mechanics that he's able to fix. Uh, finally hitting a home run against the Orioles. Um, you know, I had, I think, a couple hits last night. So hopefully it progresses and he's able to um, get – you're never going to get great numbers out of him. But if you can get average numbers out of him with his defense and what he can do behind the plate – uh, he's definitely a, a solid, solid player that the Angels can lean on for the rest of the year. Um, Martin Maldonado kind of going to the injury side now of the Angels. Um, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, Keegan Middleton, elbow information, not sure when he'll be activated. He's eligible to be activated May 10th, um, which is next Thursday. Not sure if he'll hit that mark or if he needs a little extra time. The people haven't said. Again, uh, bullpen session either this weekend or the beginning of next week, and they'll be able to figure out more from there. Um, Nick Tropiano will on the DL. Shoulder um, played light catch the day after, so that's a good sign. I'm pretty sure they'll probably have a bullpen session with him coming up um, and figure out that goes. And then another big... Um, Pitcher, hopefully being able to come back. Matt Shoemaker had some kind of nerve. Not, I don't want to say damage because that kind of sounds really, really bad. But nerve issues in his arm, and they weren't sure what it was. So they, they kind of shut him down for a little bit. Um, but he's expected to throw his first bullpen session today. Um, again, we're recording this on Friday, uh, May 4th. And um, so this will be his first bullpen since going on the DL. So hopefully he does the bullpen, he reacts well, and they're able to get more of a little timetable as far as when he can come back, if he's going to do some kind of rehab starts. Hopefully at Empire 66ers so we can be there and hopefully get you guys an interview. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that first bullpen session today goes well and they're able to get a timetable set. All right. Um, Kozart, out. he's not playing today. He didn't play yesterday. He's having back issues, but not on the DL, so I wouldn't worry about it until he goes on the DL if it's anything more serious than that. Um, again, to Maldonado, um, if you've noticed, it wasn't on, in the lineup or even on the lineup card. Uh, Juan Gratterall got brought up, and um, they put J.C. Ramirez on the 60-day DL to make room for Juan Gratterall to get brought up um, to be the backup for Rene Rivera tonight. And that's because Maldonado has been put on the bereavement list. So, you know, if something's going on with his family, you know, hopefully nothing too serious, comes back soon. Um, hopefully everyone's healthy on the family side. Usually the bereavement, you know, you're not sure how to take it. Um, so we'll wait and see with that. You don't, you don't want to throw anything out there as far as when he could be back or why he's out or anything like that. So those are the guys um, really uh, that are out, that are, that are injured, and then you know you always got the J.C. Ramirez's and the, and the Alex Myers that are not not are uh, Tommy John surgery guys that are going to be out for the rest of the year. But okay, moving on. And you know what? John was right. This is kind of hard uh, talking to yourself and going from one thing to the other to the other to the other and not having anyone to bounce it off of. I mean, I got my pets walking around, but they don't talk. So there you go. So, anyways, moving on. Uh, minor league baseball, um, you know, like like we've said in the past, 66ers are really close to where we live. They are great with us. They give us a lot of access to games and players and stuff like that. So um, it's always good to see um, a little bit of history happen for the 66ers. 
And then on May 2nd, the 66ers threw a combined no-hitter uh, between three pitchers. Um, Jason Alexander, uh, Zach Ryan, and Sean Isaac at first, uh, Lake Elsinore. So I believe reading that, it was like either the second or third perfect or no-hitter in uh, 66ers history, which is cool. Um, it was like a 3 o'clock game, so I wish I would have been there. But, you know, our schedules, you know, between Chris and I and, and John, it, work schedules, stuff like that. But it's good to see. Hopefully we can get down there um, sometime soon and, and try to get an interview with, with Jason or one of these guys that are involved in it and to kind of put into their words what they were feeling at the time and after the game and if they even knew what they were doing. So that's something hopefully we can get done. Um, and another little bit of, of news, too, in the minor league system, up in AAA at Salt Lake, um, Michael Hermosillo, and you might remember him because he did have a lot of playing time in spring training with the Angels. Um, he's an outfielder, I believe, yeah. Um, number 10 prospect, and then on May 1st, so again, this happened May 1st, the no-hitter happened on May 2nd, so it was a good week for Angels minor league systems, but he hit um, his first career cycle, um, Again, with the with the with the Salt Lake Bees, but then what stood out to me was like this cycle wasn't just a regular cycle where you know a home run, triple, double, single. This cycle had a his home run little part of it was a grand slam. So to me, that's really cool because on the same day he hits for his first cycle and his first grand slam with one swing of the bat. So to me, that stood out. I thought that was really cool. Um, he's a number ten prospect, so hopefully. You know, he's one of those future angels that you could uh, say you heard about in the minor league system. Um, but yeah, so those minor league kind of deals were really cool. They stood out to me and John this week, and we both kind of put it uh, out there like, you know, we should mention this because this is really cool for both the 66ers and the Salt Lake Bees. But again, that was really cool. So, um, you know, that was the month that was. It was off and on, you know, up and down. I want to see a little more consistency with with the Angels coming into these series coming up. But, again, it, it, it all depends on, on on how these pitchers are. And the offense seems to be really shaky at times. But, uh, so, you know, but it's not bad. Again, we'll take it. The Angels will take it. They're not complaining over a 16-12 and, and 12 record in April. And then even now with the sweep, they're uh, – doing a math, blah, blah, blah. They're 19 and 12. So as of right now, I believe they're in tied for first base, first place with the Astros. And that's exactly where you want to be at the end of a month and, you know, make a push towards the end of the year. So we are starting to wind down just a tad. So I think this is the time when we will start, or I will start going. I always say we. I'm just so used to saying we, we, we when John's here next to me or, or Chris is here or anything like that. I got okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to uh, read the viewer emails and I'm going to, you know, answer them. But uh, so again, if you guys want to uh, send emails for the podcast, uh, questions, comments, ideas, whatever it is, make sure you email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, that's the best way to get a, to get your questions, to get your um, opinions, you know, whatever you want. Just put it out there. If you want a question you want us to ask or want, to, or, uh, want us to answer or you want our opinion or something, just, you know, emails is the best way. Again, it's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, 
either myself or John will will read it, and then we'll we'll shout you out on the next podcast. Um, we do again. We do it every week. We do it um, as much as we can. Um, so we'll start out with Malik Abuel. I'm probably butchered your name, but I'm sorry. Um, he says, "What's good? What is up, fellas? So let's be real. This this rotation only going five innings isn't going to cut it all year long. Let me be the first to publicly throw out here, Matt Harvey." Is that possible? What y'all think? Okay, so this is obviously got emailed today. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard or anything like that. Matt Harvey got DFA'd from the uh, twin or not twins, the Mets today. Um, from what I heard, he's planning to clear waivers. Um, but anyway, so um, even if he didn't clear waivers, if he's owed five point six million dollars this year, um, he's going to be a free agent after this year. So he has one year left on his deal. Um, and with the rotation needing a little bit of health, I'm not too sure. Um, I don't know if he would be a good personality fit for the Angels. I don't know because um, he has had some history. Um, not It seemed like not being too serious, not being um, a team player or anything like that. So he's always kind of those guys you bring into your clubhouse, how is he going to affect the chemistry? How is he going to affect the, um, the overall dynamic? You're not too sure. Um, so Jeff Fletcher from the Orange, Orange County Register tweeted out later or earlier, and his tweet said, uh, many, people, many people asking about Matt Harvey. I really think Epler values make up enough that he wouldn't want to introduce a player like this into the mix. So take with that what you want. It doesn't seem like the Angels are going to go that way because, again, his personality issues, he, he lived in New York. He was, you know, rumored to be going out at night, living the New York life, and that affecting his pitching. But also he's coming off an injury. Uh, last year was his first year back from it. He hasn't been the same since that. So, again, he, he's probably going to clear waivers. Because I don't think anyone's going to pick up that five and a half million dollar contract for the rest of this year, um, but we'll we'll see what happens. I don't think they'll bring him up either. It would be a nice little um, test, nice little uh, not test, but nice chance to be like, hey, you know, um, see what you can do, see what uh, will get you cheap, and if you if you benefit from it, if we benefit from it, great. If not, no big deal. One year done, boom. Um, but yeah, so that's Matt Harvey. Again, that's something to watch out for for the next couple of uh, of months, or not months, last couple of weeks to see um, how he lands or where he lands. But I wouldn't be opposed to it, but kind of like what Jeff Fletcher was saying, you kind of worry about if this clubhouse is really tight-knit like it seems like it is, bringing in a personality like that who doesn't have the best reputation about with getting along with teammates, you, you do worry about that. So um, we'll see how that plays out. Anyways, going on to the next one. Duncan Healy, a loyal, loyal emailer. Thank you. Um, and he says, ah, oh, so close. 2,999. So now he's getting number 3,000 in Seattle. It was cool to see the big guy filled up on Thursday night. Baltimore Suite was nice, however. It was Baltimore, and they only have eight wins all season. Seattle is a tough team. How do you think we'll do? Good question. And I kind of said about this earlier. Um, the Angels did what they had to do against a team like Baltimore. They have eight wins. 
So to come out with anything less than at least a two to one series win would be mind blowing, but they got the sweep exactly what they needed. Um, you know, Seattle is coming up. Seattle is for the next three days. So you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so, and then they're 18 and 12 too. They're right behind, they're right behind the angels in the standing. So you hope they were able, they're able to get some kind of, um, you hope they were able to get some kind of momentum from the, uh, from Baltimore and carry over to, um, Seattle. Um, you know, again, Seattle this weekend, and then I'm looking at the calendar right now and I see Colorado after Monday's off day, um, Colorado's, you know, they're above 500, um, but they're still struggling a little bit um, compared to what they normally do. So, again, if you can get, you know, two, I'm going to say two, you win series. You win series. So two out of three against Seattle, and then if you get a split because it's a two-game series, you can't get any better than that. Um, that would be great for the for the Angels. Um, but, again, we'll see what happens. Uh, Seattle tonight and then Colorado on Tuesday and Wednesday, um, you know, Let's hope that this momentum carries over, whether it's the pitching or whether it's the offense coming out and scoring 12 runs last night, um, 10 runs the night before, um, that it carries over. That would be the best um, thing for them to do right now. Um, another one, Lamar Washington. Uh, so, hey there, fellas. So this offense, what's up? It's been very stagnant. Uh, is there cause for concern and really how long before Sosha moves Otani to the three hole and drop up into the fifth? Um, yeah, the offense has been inconsistent. The offense also has been playing pretty good pitchers against the Yankees and Boston and stuff like that. So, um, we'll see what happens. I don't think there's a reason to move up to now out of, uh, the three hole right now. Um, he is getting out of it. He had three hits last night, four hits last night. So again, if you can get the momentum going, He's going to be one of those guys, he, he's going to be kind of streaky. You know, you're going to have to deal with the, with the bad because when he's on, he's, he's on and he gives that protection to Trout that um, he needs. Uh, and with Trout being able to get on his base as much as he is now, um, you'd like that guy to come up behind him and, and move him over or even knock him home. So, again, um, I don't see them moving him, you know, barring an injury or anything like that. Um, Otani, again, he's a part-time player, so I don't think you would move – one of your key guys upped and say, okay, hey, today we're moving you down to the fifth, but, oh, Otani's out, so we're moving you back up to the third. I don't think that works for anybody. I think those main guys, you put them in where they're going to hit, and you leave them there, and you let them work whatever problems they have, you let them work it out the way they know how. Um, offensively, it has a lot of potential. You just hope to see a lot more um, consistency moving into the, to the next handful of months. And then uh, that's the last of the emails. But again, if you have a question, a concern, um, any kind of feedback, don't matter, good, bad, let us know at allangelspodcast.com or allangelspodcast, sorry, at gmail.com. Again, it's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, check out the website, thehalohaven.com. Okay, so, you know, there's bios on both, on all of us there. There's blogs up there. Um, you know, there's pictures, Chris posts, the, the rally bus pictures are up there. Um, again, the, the halo haven.com follow us on Instagram and Twitter at halo underscore haven as again, halo underscore haven on both Instagram and on Twitter. Um, you know, again, reach out to us, let us know 
where, where you're at. Let us know what you think. Let us know uh, ideas. You know, we're always trying to make things better for the fans. We're always trying to make things better um, for the people that listen and are, are there for the ride. So, again, um, as I'm winding down, um, I'd like to thank people that have listened and continue to listen and subscribe on iTunes and subscribe on um, on the Google Play. Um, we appreciate it. Leave a rating. Leave us a, um, a review. Um, help us reach out to other people. Tell friends. All that good stuff. Okay. So I'm winding down. One last announcement. Again, like I said, we are recording this uh, May 4th. So tomorrow, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. The Angels, or not the Angels, the, um, the Rally Bus, Halo Haven. We are making an appearance at Orange County. We were in San Bernardino not too long ago for their Touch a Truck at the 66ers event. We got a lot of feedback saying, when you guys come to Orange County, are you guys coming to games? Are you guys you know, going to be anywhere in that general area? Well, Saturday, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, for your English-speaking friends. Um, we are going to be in the city of Cyprus. Um, Subs and Grub. Um, we'll be there. Um, Chris, John, and myself will be there with the rally bus. Again, um, go to our Instagram, Halo underscore Haven. There's a post about it. Um, again, it's subs and grub, um, Subway sandwich and the OC. So again, we're going to be there tomorrow. The address is 5923 Cerritos Avenue in the city of Cyprus. So again, those Orange County peeps that couldn't make it out to the touch of truck, or couldn't make it out to opening day when Chris had the bus there. Um, we will be at Subs um, Subs and Grub from 11 to 3 tomorrow, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. So if you ha- want to see the bus, if you want to take a tour of the bus, if you want to meet us, you want to meet, um, you know, get some good food while you're out there, this is the time to do it. This is the time to come and check it out. Um, hopefully we'll be able to make it out to a little more uh, games, but... Um, We'll see how everything goes, but we'll definitely be there again. Um, Subs and Grub, uh, uh, 5923 Cerritos Avenue in the city of Cyprus, 11 to 3. Come check us out. Um, We'll be there. Um, So, again, thank you for uh, following us, listening. Um, I'm Darren Garcia. Next week, hopefully, we'll have everyone back. We keep on saying it, but I think this time we'll actually be together. So, again, thank you for listening. And... uh, Have a good weekend. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.